porn. This is just like real normal people, fucking yeah, like, construction workers and Trader Joe's like cashiers just coming together and having an orgy. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. Your wardrobe screams fatherless. We have more trust Honestly, in that top zipper. How was your relationship with your father? Just saying. Why did you left? get the attention you wanted? You need Jesus. That's offensive. All right. Hello, everyone. Hey. Welcome back to That's Offensive, capital O-F. Um, I don't know why I have to say that every time, but I just like really want people to understand that like almost everyone I have on are OnlyFans people and yeah. that we're whores. If it's not obvious. If it's, <laughs> it's not obvious. I mean, just what else would at... I be doing for work? Like, look <laughs> what? at me. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> you could go to like anime conventions. I could yeah. see you like dressing up like that. I used to work at Shake Shack and I, I felt like people were like, why the fuck are you working here? Like I was a fucking fry cook and I would just be what? like a really sexy Shake Shack girl. And people would be like, okay. Like, <laughs> Did I already say your name was Kazumi? Did I introduce you? I, oh, hi, I'm Kazumi. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> how awkward would it be if we win this whole episode and I was like, and Wait, people are like, who am I listening to? What's your fucking name again? <laughs> Hi, I'm Kazumi. If you don't know me, you're about to get to know me in the worst way. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I want to start with like a little icebreaker, a little question to get us like a loosey-goosey. I'm so, already pretty loosey-goosey. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, would you say like your most awkward sexual encounter was? And what do you think you could like tell that man or woman right now? So my first time ever hooking up with a girl. So... First of all, she was, so I'm Asian, she was Asian, and we kind of, like, looked alike for uh -huh. a bit, um, and I was really, like, attracted to her, like, long, sexy black hair, and this was near, Hall and I had long, sexy black hair, Yeah. and, like, it was about to be Halloween, and we, she wanted me to come over, and I was like, all right, I was like, I'm so excited to, like, fucking eat pussy for the first time, yeah. I've, like, Urban Dictionary did, I'm excited, and she was like, hey, I want to be Mr. Clean for Halloween, I was like, okay, and she was like, I want you to shave my head. So we like had like a sexy shower time where I shaved her head and then she was completely bald. Oh. And then I kind of was like, I don't know if I'm like attracted. sexually attracted to her anymore because yeah. she was just so bald and her head was bleeding and stuff. But anyways, I was wow. like, okay, well, you are now like the perfect, I admire her dedication to be Mr. Clean. But, um, <laughs> so I ate her out. And she was like, cool. And then sh with me, she was like, you have to wear a dental dam, which is like those like little saran wrap balloon things you put on the pussy to like lick. So she was like, Wait, wait, it's, it's, explain that, because I've never heard of this. So when, if you're, a, I don't know how gay you are, like, on the <laughs> gay spectrum, but, like, you know, like, some people, like, suck dick with a condom. The equivalent for lesbians is, like, you get oh. a dental dam, which is, like, a stretchy thing. It's, oh. like, it's like putting saran wrap on your pussy, so you lick my pussy, but you're licking the saran wrap. Yeah, so, like, you can't catch anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I kind of was, like... Hmm. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like the saran wrap pussy eating experience. <laughs> like, I, and I felt like I already ate her pussy, so I kind of not that she owes me an exchange. Oh, so she didn't ha wear a dental dam. No, I just ate her pussy and tasted it, and then she got the strap on, and I I turned her around, and I was like so excited to hit it from the back. Uh -huh. I was like, oh my god, all these men are gonna be so ashamed because yeah. I could throw it down and within like <laughs> two minutes my knees were fucking breaking I was like I don't know if this is like my calling at all and she kind of turned around and was like you know you could stop at any point and I was like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm a I'll go <laughs> and then um I left wow <laughs> yeah okay and she was I don't know I just felt so weird because like I wanted her to keep the hair, like, I was attracted to her feminine beauty, and, like, uh -huh. her becoming bald was, like, such, like, a, I wasn't prepared. Yeah. <laughs> I was not prepared to, like, shave someone bald at that <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm definitely attracted to more, like, femme girls. Yeah. But, like, I mean, me personally, I've only had, like, I mean, I've had quite a bit, like, of female experiences. <laughs> like, I definitely had quite a few, but at the oh. same time, like, I don't think I'm, like, the most sexually active person because yeah. I have, like, a lot of, like, trauma to, like, work through. Mm -hmm. That's fine. It's fine, but it just makes me, like, I'm not, like, the most er experimental because I haven't found yeah. a person or, like, somebody that just makes me feel so fucking safe. At least, mm -hmm. like, with a guy, like, with girls, I'm a little more. But it's almost like I'm hooking up with my friends. Like, we eat each other out, but it's, like, yeah. how far do we both want to go? Like, we don't know. Like, and then when we I'm get there. you just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me eat you out. No homo. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel that. No, I've definitely slowly gotten more comfortable with girls because I feel uh-huh. like, you know, like college, I mean, like obviously like, you know, you just experiment and play around. Yeah. But like, I feel like through doing more scenes of girls, I've like started to be like, all right, pussy is cool. Uh-huh. Now that I know like what to do with it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've only had like girls use strap-ons with me, but I don't think I've used a strap-on on another girl like, yet. I don't like dildos. I, I actually know. do, surprisingly. Oh, okay. Like you're a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, what's that one song that's like you ain't a lesbian unless you got a strap on or like yeah. use a strap on or something? I'm like, <laughs> I definitely do like getting fucked with a strap on. Like yeah. it is for me, it's like kind of fun. That's off to you. Well, I can fuck with a strap. Yeah, <laughs> I've learned. I've learned. If you ask, oh, if I could talk to her again, I would say. Please yeah. let me put the strap on you one more time. Like, like I, you I got feel, better? I'm way better. I feel yeah. like I really get into, like... Uh-huh. I felt like at the time, like, I felt like sex was supposed to be... You know, especially when you have sex with men a lot. At yeah. I, I, I just kind of lay there and, like, shit, cool shit happens. <laughs> with a woman, it's like you have to, like, finger and just be, like, really present and have, uh-huh. like, sex for, like, 7,000 hours. Yeah. So I feel like I, like didn't understand doing the strap because I didn't really feel like I was getting any pleasure at the moment. Uh-huh. I felt like I was just staring at her and being like, cool. This yeah. Is great. But now I'm like, the pleasure is like me seeing her like be like, ah, well. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I have always wanted to like peg people. I just like don't respect at all. Like I've said that a lot, like have- Mark Zuckerberg, like I would love to do that. Yeah. But I have a tale for you. I don't know if you're ready for this. Tale. I'm ready. Okay, so, oh my God, me and my homegirls, there was like eight of us in Vegas, like just partying in the Cosmopolitan. Uh-huh. And this white guy, this like old white guy, like Santa Claus type white guy comes up to us and is like, hey, I want a gangbang. And you know, it's Vegas, so living La Vida Loca, we like are like, let's pull up. So we all, eight of us go to our room, but we're like eight girls and we're like, well, where are the men? Yeah. And he's like... You guys are the men. And he had like a little um, communal bag of dildo strap-ons. Wow. And we all put the strap-ons on and we all ran a train on him. And we all pegged his asshole. (gasps) Wow. We pegged him for like six hours. His asshole was like... You could throw a hot dog into the hallway. <laughs> oh my god! Right, I was like, how uh, fun was that, dude? It was so, and I fucked him missionary. So <laughs> I fucked him in the ass missionary, like looking him straight in the eyes, like, yeah, you like that old man? <laughs> and then like he would say, like, yeah, I love your Asian. I would be like, no, 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 we are not gonna go there. That's <laughs> too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. I feel like so many women are like, fe- or so many men are fetishizing Asian women nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I don't. I feel like it's not even nowadays. They've always. Oh, have they always? Yeah. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. like, I just, men and women, I just, like, they shouldn't, like, fetishize a race. Yeah, you think they would know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think people are, like, more socially aware. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Uh-huh. I feel like I definitely, like, when I first started, like, had, like, some type of, like, sex worker guilt because. You know, obviously, I, I'm in the Asian category. Yeah. You know? It's like how much of my existence reinforces, like, negative stereotypes that idiots can't see is a fantasy and not mm-hmm. necessarily, like, a reality of all Asian women. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we all, like, exploit ourselves, you know, and choose to, Yeah, you know, like and you only have to worry about yourself. I feel like yeah. you have, like, no obligation to, like... Yeah. I mean, I do... I am for you guys, for the people, the Asian people, but I definitely am a super big slut. And but that's not because I'm Asian. You know what I mean? Like I just happen to be a dick-loving whore like, yeah. and Asian. <laughs> so tell me about your like childhood. Oh my childhood. Oh. oh well, here I am talking about my Asian childhood again. Yeah. So I had a really strict upbringing. I wasn't allowed outside till I turned seventeen. So that meant. Weekends, I didn't go outside. Summers, I didn't go outside. Holidays, I didn't go outside. It was just school, and then I went right back home. Were you allowed to, like, hike? Were you allowed to, like, exercise? With my family, but I wasn't allowed to just, like, be out with friends. I had a tracking device on my phone, um, and I also didn't get a phone until I turned 18. So, like, it was just kind of really hard and strict at the time. Mm -hmm. But I feel like whenever I talk about my strict upbringing, people are like, that's why you're the way you are, huh? Uh -huh. And, dude, I would – no. I was a whore, like – I remember like throwing like my like my Barbies and Kens and like other Barbies whatever uh-huh. like, their name is and put them in a box and I would just be like ah, ah, and I'd be like they're having an orgy mom <laughs> how old were you I'd be like a kid and I'd be like you know 
like, <laughs> I'm not even a porn watcher. Like, I felt like I just was always, like, inherently attracted to, like, sexy. <laughs> the first thing I ever masturbated to was because I did. I was scared to, like, look at porn. I thought, like, it would be, like, a scary thing. I didn't. Also, yeah. I felt like my dad could see my history. So I would, urban, I would urban dictionary, like, words. Like, I'd be, like, 69. And I would, like fucking make masturbate to like the definition of 69 <laughs> like, oh have, like a little paragraph like uh-huh. of like of like jack and sally met and they 69 and i'd be like fuck fuck <laughs> wow <laughs> so like you grew up in a very religious household right i wouldn't say religious oh, i would just say religious? strict very like, strict in, in general i feel like Especially, like, growing up as, like, the older daughter, I feel like, and, like, my parents were immigrants, were first-generation immigrants, I feel uh-huh. like they were really, like, you oh, know, yeah. Like, yeah. I would say, like, my parents, I was, like, fair, I was, like, normally religious. It wasn't, like, de- it definitely wasn't, like, a thing that was, like, a big deal in my life. Uh-huh. I, de- I feel like I definitely was part of a faith, and now I'm just kind of, like, whatever. Yeah? Yeah. I have no beef with the church at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, do you ever resent, like, your parents for being controlling, or, like, are you very thankful that, like, you became who you are? So, I used to have a lot of resentment, so when I was about 19 or 20, my parents kicked me out, because I How had, old were you? Uh, I was, like, 19 or 20. Oh, I don't know why I heard 16 in my head, I'm like, wow! No. <laughs> okay. No, I was 19, I had a shitty boyfriend, and uh-huh. I, um... How do I say it? Like, he, I, I, I broke curfew. Curfew was 10 p.m. And uh-huh. I just didn't come home on time. So uh-huh. my dad just threw a bunch of garbage bags and was, you're, like, you're out. Like, you're going to live. And I lived with my stupid, like, abusive ex-boyfriend for a bit. He cheated on me. And it was just such a mess. And it started, like, about two, three years of, like, chronic homelessness. Yeah. Which sucked so much ass. I uh-huh. eventually was able to... Um, like ha- save up enough for a place in like South Central, but it got broken in on New Year's Eve, so I was houseless again for a second, and I moved back to my parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so your parents let you come back? Yeah. So we're cool now. Well, I, yeah. that that was not the end of my story. We uh-huh. we still had beef for a long time. But yeah. I feel like the more I just like see my parents and I see that they're old, flawed human beings, because so a lot of my friends are now like old, flawed human being parents. Yeah. I'm always like, all right, like I could forgive that like they were doing their best yeah know? yeah definitely like were you able to even be a hoe in high school because oh yeah wait yeah. how like where did you have to like go in like the school bathroom so like how did you so I felt like this is like I feel like this is why I'm such an internet person now because uh-huh. I was always on the internet because I couldn't fucking go outside <laughs> yeah so I would be like on those like omegle things like I would be on oh. omegle just like uh, you know, like, doing my thing. Wow. You know, doing my thing, trying to, like, meet, like, some, like, beautiful man, like, uh-huh. in some other country that would save me from, like, my life of shittiness. But I was, so I was a little religious, as in I didn't want to go to hell, so I didn't yeah. want to, like, have sex before marriage for uh-huh. a long time. So I would do the poop hole loophole. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so I would, oh, do, it the, the I would do it in the booty. Wait, yeah. so how were you able to do that if, like, so guys weren't senior year of high school I was I joined a lot of like social clubs and I would just say like dad I'm at, like at a club I'm at like fucking my ASB and some shit uh-huh. like, and it's at 7 p.m. so I would like sneak in and do stuff like that but I would all I was also like super sneaky like I had wigs oh. like I had different outfits I would like walk out in bus stops with like giant sunglasses and giant hats and be like <laughs> yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah the need for speed <laughs> do you think like having very strict parents like I just think it makes uh, to such sneaky kids because yeah. I snuck out too because yeah. my curfew was like 9 p.m or something I was a sneaky girl for sure I, and it was more like it was just like I couldn't even do normal stuff like I couldn't yeah. even just go to fucking subway with my friends like after school like, uh-huh. I was, like so I felt like I, it just taught me to like just figure shit out. Like, yeah. I just wanted to make, I just wanted to experience things as a normal teen. I mean, as you can see, I'm fine. Fine. But yeah, you know. Well, you're a rich bitch, though. Oh, uh, yeah. And living Woo-hoo! your best life. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> so, like, because I grew up, like, a very religious, but I, like, mm-hmm. also grew up with strict parents who, like, yeah. did say things like, you need to, like, suppress your sexuality or, yeah. like, you can't masturbate. Like, I was taught all of these things. So, like, mm-hmm. I think growing up, I... At least when I was, like, younger until I hit high school, because mm-hmm. then when I actually started doing things, I felt yeah. less ashamed. But, like, I felt very ashamed growing up mm-hmm. for even having, like, sexual urges or having sexual, like, anything because I was like, taught those feelings, yeah. like, aren't normal. So did you ever feel ashamed or embarrassed that, like, you wanted to be a whore? I, I would say, like, I didn't really feel ashamed or, or you know what it was? It's, like, back to, like, the Asian-ness of, yeah. like, myself where I felt, like... 
But there was a time where I struggled with my identity being like, you know, like the first white guy I ever hooked up with, he asked me if I could be his little geisha. Mm. Oh, wait, what is a geisha, though? Well, a geisha is like um, a a Japanese entertainer. It's not necessarily sex work. They do a lot of, like, hostessing. They Uh do, like, the tea dance. But, like, in, like, World War I or World War II, they were, like... You know, like it's 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 a it's not a cool term uh, okay. for a white guy to call me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I actually that's that's why I lost my poop hole loophole virginity too. Okay. So, uh, so I had a lot of guilt with like I wanted to have sex and I wanted to have anal sex, but I also was like, you can't say that, dude. Like I didn't yeah. want to be like his Asian experience. Like, uh-huh. I wanted to just have my experience without representing the whole Asian nation of like, oh, yeah. yeah, they are freaks like that. You know, like I was, I, I didn't want to like um, contribute to like like dangerous notions of like the type of women we are. Like yeah. I, I just happened to be a whore and Asian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I happen to be both. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. How do you think like? I mean, what would you tell men who, like, say shit like that? I, like, uh-huh. mean, now you probably have, like, more of a voice or, like, you yeah. feel like, like, how do you get, like, men to stop saying shit like that or I to mean, be, like, more woke? I mean, I just, at the end of the day, like, it's like, it's like for example, like, we're, we're like, obviously, like, not MILF. Category. We're like college girl category in porn, you know? Yeah, it's I like, would say like a girl next door. Right? I don't even know if I have a fetish. I got denied from Pog Reddit, and I'm oh, like... Well, I, th- I think you have a fat enough ass. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, I would say... At this point, I just don't engage. You uh-huh. know, I mean, fuck you, pay me. Like, if you're going yeah. to fetishize me, then you can pay us, and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I can, I can philanthropize that money into like other shit. Uh huh. But I mean, we all exploit ourselves at the end of the day. Like, I brand myself as a college girl, but I'm not fetishizing like young bitches. Like, I'm yeah. just, like, I'm just. That's it's just weird. like my category. If you want to easily search up what I do. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> easily, oh, oh, only fans. Oh, yeah. Only fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, do you think, like, the pattern of having, like, shitty boyfriends was based off of, like, convenience because, like, Mm -hmm. they were the ones that you could, like, get in contact (coughs) with when you were able to contact people? Or do you think, like, you just found them somehow? I think for a long time I attracted what I was, which was, like, an insecure woman who just wanted sexual attention who couldn't go like I couldn't go outside you know Mm -hmm. I couldn't just like go on a normal date with a guy my age so when you go on the internet you just talk to these guys who are older and they seem like they got it going on and they give you all that attention and you think it's cool and then you realize it's not fucking cool no it's like really not cool at all so like I remember like being like 16 like just like you know trying to hook up with these guys that were like 21 22 and thinking that was the coolest shit ever and now I'm 24 thinking about those types of 22 year olds and I'm like like, like those like 22 year old men I mean they're just like predators at that point yeah like, like it's that's like, very much yeah I was so I was not having sex I didn't have sex yeah. till I turned like um like 18 19 uh-huh. um but I was getting like fingered and like eaten out so I would like that that would be like the like the the end of it I'd be like uh-huh. we did it we hooked up yeah. 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 <laughs> Woo! Sex. Sex. Do you think you still carry around any of the trauma from being, like, controlled and feeling like mm. you had to, like, rely on boyfriends to, like, kind of get you out of a situation? I feel like I've actually turned that, uh, you know, I've turned that trauma into something that, like, um, you know, you either make excuses or... You you make your excuses to win, to lose eventually become your excuses to win, right? Yeah. So, like, I would depend on, like, my ex-boyfriends at the time for everything, right? And so I got kicked out every time they cheated on me, which was lame, right? So I'm yeah. totally all about financial independence now, which is why I take my OnlyFans so seriously and uh-huh. I'm, like, so focused on having my own money and having my own image and identity and, and sense of self because, you know, I can... I feel like I have more honest relationships this way where I feel like I could date a guy and I don't have to care about how much money he makes or mm-hmm. who the fuck he is because I I, ha- I know what I offer. I'm a cool-ass bitch and yeah. I also have a lot of money. So uh-huh. if you're not cool, I could just do the same shit myself like, yeah. over, over there. Uh-huh. Right? So I feel like I'm able to have like al- like also just deeper friendships and deeper like connections because I don't care about those outside things. I, I like a regular ass dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel you. So these men that cheated on you, because I think oh it's funny God. that you mentioned when we were like talking on the phone in our pre interview mm-hmm. that you really wanted so okay, first we need to know the difference between like with the polys because mm-hmm. I'm confused. Yeah. As to- so polyamory is um the 
relationship structure uh, is a form of ethical non-monogamy that is a relationship structure where everyone is free to have multiple relationships simultaneously with the consent of everyone involved. Mm -hmm. So um, at this point in my life, I feel like I'm more of a swinger, uh -huh. you know, because, but that's mostly because I'm just too busy to like create that emotional yeah. um, connection with somebody. But um, polygamy is more of like, it's kind of an outdated term that's more reserved for people that have like marriages, you know, uh -huh. like, like, you know, like, um, like those people that have like hella wives and shit. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's more like, I, I don't know. I feel polyamory is uh -huh. like the big, is like the more recent term for what I am. Okay. Yeah. What is like the term, if there is one, <laughs> when it's like, it's basically like a thruple, like three people Triad. are dating. Triad? Triad. Okay, yeah. we're learning shit today. Mm -hmm. I have a friend, and she has one boyfriend of eight years and one boyfriend of six years. And uh -huh. they all go on vacations together. You know, I sometimes hook up with one of her boyfriends because he's cool. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, this is so awesome. This is yeah. great for your taxes. Like, this, this, is, this, this is, like, how we need to have, like, you know, relationships now. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh, my God. I mean, that that's, like, sick for – I mean, I, I don't – I don't know. I just haven't been in a like healthy relationship yeah. ever, so I can't imagine having more than one. Yeah, <laughs> let alone one. It starts with having a good relationship with yourself. Yeah, you definitely. Know? And then you can start sharing that love for like tenfold. Right? Uh -huh. Because love is like sunlight. Like you don't. It's not like water where I give you like some and then I give it to like I don't know like Mikey and she has less. Uh huh. Right. I get. It's you have enough love for yourself your job your family your friends and your multiple romantic partners mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. <laughs> what was this so you always knew you wanted to be mm -hmm. i'm just gonna say like poly because that yeah, right po polyam polyam okay poly polyam is like polynesian so polyam oh so polyam i'm like <laughs> okay. i'm filipino <laughs> wait so poly polyam 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 so you yeah. always knew that you wanted to be that right yes like ever since high school i just felt like i feel like sexual like like romantic exclusivity is, it just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like for a lot of other people, it makes sense for their structures. But for me, I like to have as many experiences as possible and people are the best books. So I remember even in high school, like I had these two gu two guys that were homies and like they would, yeah. I would hook up with both of them and I would hold both their hands like in the hallways and stuff. <laughs> oh my God. And I would have like, you know, like I would like go on like dinner dates with like like five dudes and they all had a crush on me. You know, uh -huh. I would make out and kiss all of them, you know? Wait, like, so was it all one dinner and there were yeah, five? Yeah, one dinner. <laughs> like it'd be like, like the last supper type. Like fight till the death. <laughs> you know, I will give you all my vagina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then like these men that you ended up dating mm -hmm. wanted to be monogamous I would say so it, I had like the wrong like radar for it when I first started because I mean like when you're like 18 19 20 like I mean every guy is like yeah that's awesome like you yeah fuck whoever and then they realize that it's actually still a relationship that like requires like a lot of communication and trust and building that foundation and then they also realize um that we may not be available at the same time it's like you're no longer entitled to like my body or like my time so sometimes like you're not doing anything but I'm fucking someone else right yeah. or vice versa like you're fucking someone else what what am I doing like do we always have to be doing something uh -huh. so I felt like I had a lot of guys who were like yeah yeah I could do this and then I would fuck a guy and they'd be like I don't know, man. So then they would say monogamy. And then once they were monogamous, then they would cheat on me. And I'd be like, you're such a freaking fool. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Because <laughs> you were always pretty upfront and honest about it. I would always it. say it. So I, I would say all, a lot of guys I casually dated were like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Uh, and then oh for gosh. some reason, the boyfriends I chose would be like really like about monogamy. And then like they would cheat on me. And I'd be like, this is so stupid. Like, this mm -hmm. is like the dumbest shit ever. Like, we could have had like an honest conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Most men aren't ready to have those kinds of conversations. Everyone wants a hoe until like they do hoe shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is it like a deal breaker now for your relationships? I so I also feel like you know like let's say like if you hit your goal this year of four, making four hundred k a month, right? Yeah, I would be really happy for you, mm -hmm. right? So the same way like if I had a boyfriend and then she he fucked another girl I would be really happy for him that he had that experience like I, I would like to have a boyfriend that people would share and like be like this is a cool boyfriend so I would 
yeah, I, I need to have like a boyfriend that's like okay with sharing and being shared because I like to spread the love. Like, I, yeah. I like to be like, this is my penis and it's cool and we're uh -huh. gonna come home together later. Yeah, but, you know. Do you prefer experiences together? Or do you prefer them separate, or do you like both in different ways? I like both in different ways. I like to like kind of mob with my best friend, you know, uh -huh. like, be a wingman, be a wingwoman. But I also like to have my own separate experience and then come together at the end of the night and be like, cool. So this is what I did. This is what you did. Uh -huh. And I like when this guy did this let's try this in the bedroom and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you just went to like a, an adult resort. Yeah. Which, okay, I've never heard of this even mm. before you. I feel like I live under a sex rock. Because <laughs> like a sex rock. I mean, I'm like learning like as much as like probably a lot of my listeners are learning. Mm. I'm learning because I don't know most yeah. of the shit. Because guess who has cobwebs in her vagina? Yeah. Me. We'll dust them out for you. We'll dust oh. them out. Yeah. Girls touch only. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, can you just explain what an adult resort is for the people who are stupid like me? Yeah. So there's multiple types. So I frequent sex clubs and swinger clubs and dungeons. Mm -hmm. And they're all really different. I've got, gone to a lot of, like, gangbang villas. So this was, like, not necessarily... So there's places like, I don't know if you're going to believe it, Hedonism. Like, Hedonism is like a swingers nudist resort. Uh -huh. Temptations was a topless resort where, like, because you were you could be topless, a lot of swingers just went there. Mm -hmm. But unlike Hedonism, Hedonism has, has, like, orgy huts and spaces to just have sex in, like, you know, on the spot. Temptations, wow. like, you still, like, you know, you can't just, like, fuck on the pool. like Okay. So, but you, there are lots of swingers, and they usually, like, signify themselves with, like, a pineapple bracelet or mm -hmm. some shit. And then um, oh. you can meet in a hotel room and stuff. Okay, got mm -hmm. it. So there are some where you can have sex on the spot, and those are resorts still, or are they, like, yeah, technically dungeons? They're resorts. So dungeons are more of, like, a BDSM space. Like, I would okay. imagine, like, there's, like, a St. Andrew's Cross and, like, you know, uh -huh. just, like, a different setup because if you go to a lot of BDSM spots, they don't allow sex. So they're, like, very different from each okay, other. Okay, got mm -hmm. it. So, like, at the resort that you went to, like, how do you how do you go? Okay, so you, you realize that people have, like, pineapples or something. Yeah. So, like, it's not awkward when you go up to a couple because like and there's like, not that awkward like yeah. are you or are you not mm -hmm. or like and you can usually feel it out pretty quickly like uh, I, I want like a couple or for me the sexiest thing for me is not about like a person's bank account or what they look like at all it's about their enthusiasm like do they feel do I feel like they want me and they want me to be there like, yeah I'm not really a chaser like I want us to come together and be like this is gonna be some like something fucking cool yeah so like <laughs> a lot of the couples that I spoke to at that resort they would they were either very like hi like mm -hmm. you know like what's going on versus like um you know like those couples that are like hey I'm not sure if I want to do this. Like, I don't want to, uh -huh. I don't want to, like, um, tread onto someone's, like, territory like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, like. Not that people are territory, but you know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. a, a lot of couples have their own, like, rules that, like, you know, I want, I would rather they come to me. Um, but I also like single men a lot more than couples anyways. I'm not really a unicorn. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, when it's, like, a couple, like, do you have to be attracted to both? Or do you sometimes just, so, like, favor one or the other? Because that's, like, that's why I, to I like singles more. Because, I mean, there's solo polyamory where, you know, like, if I, like, me not dating anyone, I'm still a polyamorous person. Just the same way, like, you're not mm -hmm. dating anyone, but you're still, like, bisexual. Like, yeah. You know? So I feel like... Um, with couples, sometimes it'll be like I'm attracted to one and not the other. And I don't want, and sometimes I'm not really into a package deal like that. I'd rather have like one on one sex, but like a lot of one on one sex, which is uh -huh. why I like gangbangs. Because yeah. it's like cool, 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 cool. Uh -huh. Instead of like, hey, like this is my wife. We've been together seven years. No kissing her, no butthole. Like, no oh, hand okay. Yeah. So there's oh, like, so sometimes the wife doesn't want to be that involved and it's just for the guy yeah like and i would and i yeah. would i prefer to just have like my own experience so if i mm -hmm. had like a person with me yeah um, having those shared experiences are awesome because i don't really have that many rules mm -hmm. um but i prefer to just kind of like be with like men who are really happy to see me <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so like if a couple asks to like join you mm -hmm. and like you think one is attractive and one is not attractive, like how do you say no or how do you like? I just say no, thank you. It's not, uh -huh. So I so I have actually never been to a normal club or bar because it wow. or I think I have, but it, it frightens me too much because there's so much so many social constructs 
And also, I feel like the men there don't really understand consent, whereas like at a sex club, first of all, a lot of the social constructs are gone. People are already naked. People already know, hey, I'm here because I want to have sex or want to be around sex. Mm -hmm. So I feel like um, it's easier to ask people, hey, do you want to have sex? And then I could politely say, no, thank you. And they're like, okay, cool. And they just like uh-huh. fuck off and do something else rather than be yeah. like dickheads about it. Like there's enough like... It's a close-knit enough community that, that's full of, like, a lot of respect and, like, empowerment, especially for women. So I feel uh-huh. like, yeah, I've said no, and people have said no to me, and it's, like, you just keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> keep it moving like a groove. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're going to, like, go into, like, a gangbang or something, mm-hmm. and it's, like, there's, like, a bunch of men, like, ready to fuck you, but yeah. there's, like, one, you're just, like, that is an ugly motherfucker. You just, like, <laughs> tell him to leave. So I'm, like, the conductor, right? Uh-huh. So, if I, so I've been to many gangbang parties. Obviously, it's what I did for a bit. Uh-huh. And, I mean... There, there's, like, closed orgies and open orgies, right? So, like, some girls, I have a friend, she's into open orgies, so they're free-for-alls, you know? If her legs are open and she's, like, saying, give it to me, anyone who's in there can get in there. Okay. Right? For me, I like to fuck, um, you know, sexy-ass dudes. I don't like them too old unless uh-huh. they're, like, really, like, awesome. So when I like to come, I like to be like, you, 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 and you. Uh-huh. And then the rest of you guys can watch. So okay. a lot of people think with gangbangs, like, I'm fucking them for, like, two hours. And that's definitely not what's happening. Uh-huh. I, like, I like the visual. Yeah. And I like the craziness. and I But I also am, like, a fast mover. So I'll be like, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, mm-hmm. you know, while I'm sucking. And they're just, like, rotating like a clock. And then I'm like, cool. I'm going to get a snack. And then I fuck off. So, uh-huh. And that's like, I've only had sex for like 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, like, well, there's no difference between fucking 15 protected men in 15 minutes versus one man. Yeah. protected. So they know? all use like condoms and yeah. stuff like that. Do they like, um, have you like STD scan beforehand or just mm-hmm. the condoms you think is enough? So condoms are enough for me because, I mean, I just, I just stay protected and I get tested every 14 days. I don't do facials. I don't swallow. I don't do cream pies. With uh-huh. People I don't fucking know. Like yeah. That. Like I'm here for... A good time, not a long time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I was actually going to ask because, like, you said you're only fucking... I was like, how on earth do you stay wet for that amount of time? But, like, 15 minutes, like, I you mean, could definitely... Yeah, so, like, people think it's, like, this, like, like violent, like, nonstop rager. It's really... Like, I'll bring you to one. It's so chill. Like, <laughs> yeah. it'll be, like, I'll fuck, like, 10 dudes. And uh-huh. it'll be, like, 30 minutes. And then I'll just go hang out, snacks. We could just cuddle, all 10 of us, you know? Uh-huh. And then we could... And then I would just go back to it with a new crew. And a lot of guys who like you know some guys will approach and be like hey can I have sex with you in your next round or hey like next time can we do this and I could say yes or no Uh Mm uh-huh so like when you're doing like these gang bangs Mm -hmm. is it so it's not a dungeon because dungeons are BDSM they're usually like freaking Ritz Carlton ass hotels bro really yeah they're usually like some fucking like suite that someone's just rented out Uh and then people will either pay like a donation fee just to like pay off the room so we could all have because this, this isn't porn this is just like real normal people fucking yeah you know, construction workers and trigger joe's like cashiers just coming together and having an orgy uh-huh <laughs> yeah so usually like we'll all pull together enough for a room or we'll do- have donations but sex is never guaranteed either so it's uh-huh. not like um an escorting situation where i'm there like i just show up because i like gangbangs and then i get gangbanged you know and then i leave whatever i want how fun right it's a blast (laughs) (laughs) so um when you're doing things like couple swapping do you ever feel like closer to your partner or Mm -hmm. do you feel closer like 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 you might need affection after like how do you feel i feel like if i had a boyfriend and i like fucked someone else i would like to fuck him after yeah you know, like i like to like either finish or end with like my partner like, uh-huh. at the end of the day like just you know like to remember like my roots <laughs> yeah. but i i also like to talk about it and like kind of recap like when i used to throw i used to throw sex club parties every friday Wow. For six months straight, because I had my own little sex club, like, back in the day. This is, uh-huh. I've had a long life of <laughs> 24 years. And what would happen was, like, you know, we would, after the, after the end, we would have to clean up all the condoms on the floor. Oh, you know, wow, yeah. Baby wipe everything. But we'd usually go to fucking Denny's afterwards. Like, uh-huh. And debrief and be like, okay, that was weird. Okay, let's bring this guy back. Uh-huh. Okay, she was hot. Bring her again. And we would kind of, like, review everything play by play to, like, keep making these sex parties happen yeah Mm -hmm. so can you explain like the concept of sex parties because like I think 
when people think of like sex parties, they're like, I am scared to go because I don't want to be violated. Like I'm scared yeah. to go because like, you know, having that many dicks in my face might yeah. like be scary, but like there is the opportunity to just like watch. So yeah, of course. So there is so many different, I've done so many different types of sex Mm-hmm. see sex communities like there's like mansions where it's like everyone's like eyes wide shut wearing the mask and wearing the gown and like there's a sex performance and everyone claps like we've done that and uh, yeah. wait wait like it's like kind of like Broadway but like just people having sex in yeah, front of you there's, there'll usually be like a performance for like an hour and then we all kind of clap and then we're able to just do the things we want to do yeah I've been to dungeons where like we'll play like board games first and then or like we'll play like a true for dare or something and then it happens but usually it's it's just like hooking up with a guy, right? Uh-huh. Like you don't just fucking start having sex. You talk and like you probably do some dumb shit. You probably watch Ink Master for two hours and then <laughs> like you know, like once it gets hot and heavy you have sex or you don't. Uh-huh. And luckily like there's enough people to go around where it's like, you know, like you I have a lot of friends who just like watch and hang out. I used to bring my old coworkers to like sex parties all the time. Uh-huh. Like and I would have them just like watch me like fuck. And they would just eat the snacks and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Was this when you were working at um, this, Shake Shack? This was, uh, yes, Shake Shack. I, I've done this in every job I've ever done. <laughs> so, like, Shake Shack, when I was a marketing executive, I would always bring coworkers over. Uh-huh. I remember I brought one guy to, like, this Asian-only dungeon experience where they, like, held me down with, like, a, a dildo attached to a, a power drill, and they, like, just drilled my vagina in front of him. And I remember him being like, whoa, I cannot wait to go back to the office after this. <laughs> I could, like, feel like HR could have, like, oh, my gosh, that's so hilarious. I was good at my job. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of jobs like don't care as much as like people think they're going to care as long yeah. as like if it's like sales for example as long as you're making the money like I was able to keep my Instagram mm-hmm. I was able to post pictures where my nipples were like basically out what, what did you used to do before this? Um, sales oh outside sa- sales yeah. I wasn't even good at my job and they didn't care yeah no I felt like I was I, I was good at my job and no one could take that away from me so yeah. even when like a little video of me sucking 50 dicks was leaked out to the whole office they were still Still, like I mean she's still like the top performer like I uh-huh. was I, I, t- I was doing like door-to-door sales um, yeah doing um so I worked as a marketing executive for this thing that helped out the Obama program uh-huh. you know where they help out uh, with the homeless or low-income people getting free cell phones as long as they oh. have government benefits so I would uh-huh. go door-to-door and like the projects go to Skid Row go to every wow. welfare office in LA and I would just pitch people but I was good at it and I felt like it taught me how to just keep going like, yeah you know, and like not take a no for an answer so when did you go to uh or get into sex work then if you've had like all these jobs I feel like I've always been a sex worker like regardless like at yeah. Shake Shack I kept having sh- uh, well because I went to school for film so I was uh-huh. a film student and I wanted to be on set all the time you know so like eventually so it was either Shake Shack or Sugar Daddy and right so that way I could call off and then have my Sugar Daddy that would pay off like the week and I could still like go on set and like do the shit I need to do uh-huh. right so eventually I just started doing like sugar daddying full-time but um, I, w- I feel like I've always just been in and out of sex work like regardless of if I had a normal conventional job or not uh-huh mm-hmm. so when did you start on OnlyFans I started in 2019 I was still doing my marketing job but I didn't take it seriously until COVID happened and I was like do I really want to go door-to-door like in going, COVID. Going to Skid Row in yeah. COVID. So I kind of was like, let me just focus on this. And also, I wanted to buy some titties. <laughs> oh, so those Woo-hoo! are really new. Yeah, two years. Um, I wanted to buy some titties, and all my sugar daddies had, like, weird sex slave, like, requirements to pay for my titties. So I was like, I'm wow. going to just buy my own titties, bro. So uh-huh. I just, like, worked really hard my OnlyFans, and within the first month, I was able to get titties. So I was uh-huh. like... Cool. Well, what about like a car or like an apartment or uh-huh. like or like retirement? That'd be cool. Did you so, already have an Instagram following before? I, or? So I had been taking like I've always been the type of Instagram to take like naughty pictures, but they weren't like the baddie pictures you see now. I feel yeah. like have you seen like my old stuff? Like they were uh-huh. always like really kinky, like pictures of me tied up in the woods. Like they were like really artsy pictures that like no one like that don't go blow up on Instagram. But uh-huh. I had like. And I just, like, took those pictures for fun. Like, I have yeah. pictures of myself for free, like, like tied up in schoolgirl outfits, just doing, like, weird shit with octopuses and shit. So I was, uh-huh. like, really avant-garde for a sec. But um, I didn't really have a following. Um, I, got to, I got big on OnlyFans through Telegram. And then, like, okay. once I got to point zero three or something, I was like, man, these glitches are making it hard. Let me build a social so I can, like, always 
have income coming in. Yeah. So then I made an Instagram. So yeah, I started my Instagram sometime last year, and I don't like making socials, but it's we have to do it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely part of the job. Mm-hmm. Except I don't think Instagram translates very well to OnlyFans for yeah. whatever reason. Like there are girls who have like one to two million followers mm-hmm. like making less than we are for some reason. I feel like I do somehow, but I also feel like it's hard to gauge because I was already point zero one before yeah. Instagram anyway. So I feel like I'm just maintaining a cult following somehow. Yes. Yay. It's the tits, it's the boobs, it's or the, boobs. The, the ass, yeah. the face, <laughs> the, face. the horn. It was the marketing <laughs> executive things that uh-huh. like, kind of like made me be like, all right, let's do this like you know <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so what was your first like dungeon experience like my then? first dungeon experience so i went my first sex club experience or sex club i think mm-hmm. i'm getting them confused so, i'm sorry dungeon is more bdsme mm-hmm. right so like i've been to dungeons in hollywood you know where people are getting flogged or like they're getting set on fire or electrocuted Wait, what you know oh i have videos of me getting set on fire too like that and that was like all in my do own do you have like burns like third degree burns no it'd be like a, a little safe? it'll be like a whip that like just kind of like flogs fire on you but you'll be wow. good yeah. okay yeah i've been wow. like electrocuted i've done stuff like that at dungeons now sex clubs they have beds. They have okay. mattresses. Because at a lot of BDSM clubs, you're not allowed to have sex. They uh-huh. just want you to, ex- like, experience, like, whatever. whatever vibe you're trying to release or, like, unlearn from your trauma or whatever. Uh-huh. But sex clubs, like, that, um, my first ever sex club experience was I was getting over my ex-boyfriend, and I went on Tinder, and a guy's, like, Tinder profile was just a fucking sex club ad. So I was like, YOLO sauce, let's go. Yeah. And he was like, do you want to meet and get some coffee or meet in person first? And I was like, let's just fucking see what's going on. Uh-huh. And we went, and it was a sex club, and it was just, it was awesome. Like, yeah. it was, there was no pressure to do anything. I, I don't drink either. I'm a pretty sober living person. So mm-hmm. I just was there living the moment. Like, and also, like, I don't like loud music or dancing really, so or, okay. or getting lit. So I like that like it was like this, like we could talk and then yeah. you know if we were feeling the vibe, we could just have sex or we don't and uh-huh. then I just fucking eat snacks. <laughs> Do you think like going to like a sex club would be like beneficial to anyone like healing from sexual trauma yeah. because like I mean like even at clubs, which I know we've talked about, it's like men feel like the need to grab you for whatever mm-hmm. reason or to like grope you and it's like going to a sex club, I think can be scary to people because you're like, if people are doing this at they clubs. They think it's like porn, right? Yeah. They think it's where it's like this hyper-aggressive thing where no one asks questions and you're just a whole. But like, I find like sex clubs and gangbangs specifically to be like a very p- empowering part of my life because I feel like the conductor. People mm-hmm. are there for my pleasure. Like my sex club when I started it, um, when I was 19, was called Haven because it was supposed to be like a sexual haven for women to like, you know, when I talk to a lot of women, a lot of them want to go to sex clubs and go to gangbangs, but they're afraid of that outer judgment that it's like this crazy yeah. shit. And it's like, it's way more normal than you think. You'll, you will feel respected or, and there's no pressure to do anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I also like feel like the center of attention. You uh-huh. know? You'll feel like a sexual being. <laughs> and you were actually like the first person to tell me how big like consent is and these mm-hmm. like, like you were like someone has literally asked to like touch my elbow. Yeah, no, people are like super about consent because also it's a small community. Like I don't want to like, the people I've been seeing at these sex clubs, I've seen them for years. Yeah. You know? So in the LA sex scene, like people have seen me at these dungeons, like from when I had blue hair to when I had bangs to when I looked like this to when I had a fake ass. Uh-huh. So like if you you are a fucking weird fuck like it, it you're, you're just kicked out and you're not allowed back uh-huh you know? and there's a lot of like different like club experiences as well like there's like obviously ones for people that are our yeah. age and younger and then there's like the older crowd as well yeah um so like at these sex clubs is almost anyone like down for anything or there's just like there's a lot of different like categories i would say there's a lot of different categories but because like that sex that social construct of like are you here because you're into this type of stuff is gone. It's a lot easier to ask like, hey, like, what are you into? Or like, yeah. hey, what are you here for? Or um, I feel like I'm generally usually the sluttiest girl there. Like, I, lo- <laughs> I love dick and I love gangbangs, but there's a lot of girls who like to watch. The last one I went to, there was a girl who was just giving out massages and she just was like, Damn. people were just lining up to get her like really sensual massage. And there was uh-huh. a lot of people just dancing and just like talking. So yeah. um, it's just cool. To, it's a cool community to be around. 
So, um, I know you mentioned that you're the gangbang comedian. <laughs> the gangbang lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your, like, what are some of those stories of you just feeling like a comedian when you're at these sex clubs? Um, I remember, like, there was this one time. It wasn't exactly a gangbang. It was, but there, were, there was, like, one woman there, and, like, all the guys were, like, touching on me, like, being yeah. like, cool, nice. And she was like, oh, my God, you're so hot. Like, who wouldn't want to fuck you? And I was like, um, my mom? <laughs> <laughs> and she and like everyone stopped and was like, okay, well yeah, I hope your mom didn't want to fuck you right now. <laughs> I would say, dude, the funniest <coughs> shit ever is so like there like the, there's some gangbang etiquette, right? Uh-huh. Number one is fucking shower because we all will smell it if you are like one stinky bro or one stinky lady or one stinky yeah. day, whatever you are. Right, so there was a guy who like, and again, these men are very like women's rights. Like, uh-huh. I love, I love women feeling comfortable and not feeling like uncomfortable at all. And a guy came in, and bro stank. And usually, this is like a hotel room, so there's a shower, bro. Like you could shower. And yeah. Him. And he stank, and he was about to like enter this woman, and one of the guys stopped him and was like, "These women don't disturb, don't deserve you being fucking stinky, bro. Like yeah. they already go through so much. They already go through <laughs> so much as a woman, and." He here you are smelling bad and he was like i don't know i guess he was like so they like all stopped what they were doing this is so fucking funny and they trojan kicked him (laughs) down the stairs and he like toppled naked with like this little dick coming out oh my god i was like whoa and (laughs) and he was um not he did not return. <laughs> wow, we love some feminist men, though. Yeah, like, they were like, they go through so much as women right now, and you have the audacity to not shower or fucking baby wipe. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I've had a lot of stink dick before, where like a guy has like just come from the gym or something, and like <sighs> they for some reason are turned on by the fact I'll still suck it when they have stink dick, and I'm like, you know, not anymore because I had no confidence or boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you have boundaries now. I have boundaries. <laughs> yeah. So you've mentioned to me too that the orgy food is your favorite. So kind of explain this process because you like you fuck you fuck another guy you <laughs> overshare food. I, I overshare my trauma and then I get some food. So um, a lot of places will have a bunch of different food. There was one sex club I'll never forget that was like in Rosemead, fucking Pasadena, and it had a crock pot and every. It, it always would have, like, jambalaya or, like, spaghetti and some shit. Uh-huh. And I would always be like, I can't eat this right now, dude. Like, I'm about to fucking, like, slob on a knob. I don't want, like, spaghetti coming out of my mouth. Uh-huh. Like, there was like there would be, like, mattresses on the floor, and it would be, like, lined with, like, paper plates full of spaghetti. And people would, like, line up in the buffet butt-ass naked, like, oh waiting for God. their food. And I'd be like, ew. So I don't like like meaty, savory meals like that, but uh-huh. I like like little like finger foods, like you know some hors d'oeuvres, like <laughs> yeah. some, you know like something that isn't like garlicky or chippy, like no tacos. Uh-huh. Um, I went to the sex club in Fort Lauderdale that actually had a buffet, and like ever at midnight it would start serving breakfast, and an omelet lady would come out in the omelet station, and you could like point like I want eggs and ham, and she would like you know hibachi that shit while like you just were fucking. Uh-huh. Right? That's the future. That's the, that's what I want the rest of the world to look like. <laughs> <laughs> so these men that you're like hooking up with when you're just kind of going from like one man to another and you're like oversharing, do you feel like closer to them? Do you want to talk to them again? Or is it I, just like at one moment? I feel like the guys I meet at sex clubs are way, first of all, way more woke than the average guy because yeah. you're here respecting women while seeing 17 dicks come on my face without like you know (laughs) over and over so hats off to them but I also feel like you know we just have more real conversations when like like you're seeing me like have sex and then you're seeing me naked and you're seeing me laugh and just talk to other people while Uh having sex so like I feel like you just get to know me on such a deeper level so I feel like the guys I meet there are like we're like four lifers, bro. Like we're homies for life. Yeah. You, you really see me like throat your homie's dick and like we're still getting like in and out after. Like that's uh-huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you want to talk about the concept of like having a train ran on you. Oh, the, like the concept of it? Like, or is that what you wanted to talk about? Oh, or the, the mental capacity. The mental capacity. So okay. again, like I love attention. Uh-huh. That's why I do, I'm so great at my is job. Is having a train ran on you different than a gangbang? No, it's, it's the same thing. Okay. It's a gangbang. But like... It just feels like you're in so... I don't know if you know 
Annabelle Chong. She uh-uh. is like my Jesus. She did uh, 300 guy gangbang for wow. 10 hours. She went to USC. She's also Asian. So uh-huh. look her up. She's like the gangbang <laughs> god. For, like, she's like our patron saint of like gangbangs. Uh-huh. But like it's, she said um, really famously one time, there's no difference between having sex with one guy for 10 hours or 10 guys for 10 hours. Yeah. It's just a visual. At the end of the day, like, unless a guy is doing something really crazy or, like, his dick is, like, just different, it, it just, it's sex. Like, uh-huh. it, it's sex, and there's a lot of them, and there's, like, a lot of visuals of, like, all these men smiling at you and high-fiving you and asking if you're okay. Right? Like, it's just awesome. Like, everyone's, like, yeah. you know, there'll be, like, one guy, and he'll be, like, giving you a foot massage. The other guy's sucking your toes. The uh-huh. other guy's, like, rubbing your hair, holding yeah. your hand. And then two other guys are plowing you. And it's just awesome. And then you feel respected after. Uh-huh. And that's the important part is that, I've had a lot of bodies, you know, (laughs) and, you know, like we all like had like some type of religious experience growing up where our parents said like, you know, don't have sex till marriage or don't have sex or you'll go to hell. At the end of the day, the the real fact of the matter is just have sex with people who respect you Mm -hmm. because I only have sex with people that respect me. And that's why I don't feel like a shit bag, you know, like I I, I have sex with people who legitimately will tell you afterwards, like that was fucking cool. Right. Do you think, like, you could possibly even find a relationship in one of these sex clubs? Oh, or? yeah, my friend, she's a gangbang girl. She just got married, and she just had her first kid. Oh, my God. To a guy she met at the gangbang that I met. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. So yeah. I feel like it's just so much more honest. You know, uh-huh. I have, I've met, like, a lot of girls and guys who are both like, yeah, like, my boyfriend, I would never tell my boyfriend that I, like, l- I've done this before. I like uh-huh. doing this. And I'm like... You're missing out on that one perfect person who would love that shit. You know, yeah. you're missing out on a person who's like, oh, I wish I had a girl who could gangbang. Because I know lots of girls who would love to get gangbang, uh-huh. but they're just not open of sharing it because so many men are fuckers about it. Yeah, especially yeah. like a lot of like these men on TikTok and like these men. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what is musical chairs with penises and vaginas? Musical chairs. <laughs> I think I forgot what that was about, but like, <laughs> but like, it, it's just. I actually did forget what that was about. Oh, okay. I don't know if I did that actually. I don't you think you I were did. saying that like basically you go from like you like run to one penis. <laughs> oh, I want. I like to one to run to one penis, sit on it, and uh-huh. just. I'm a gangbang girl, and I also like like to like make women come too. So yeah. I like to just kind of like make sure you know I'm, uh-huh. doing, I'm doing my little dance. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I like to do my rounds around the party. Uh huh. Yeah, because I'll only hook up with you for like five minutes. It's like making out with a girl at a club. Like we'll yeah. make out. And I'll freaking finger you on a dance floor, and then like, I'll wash my hands, and then I'll just go and finger someone else. Do you on have the like floor. the finger, like the no nails on the? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have like any last words for like people, like you know, just ending like the stigmas on like mm-hmm. gangbangs, like being open about your sexuality, like what, like I mean, even like humanizing us as people for yeah. like doing sex work. Like, I mean, first of all, it's. Uh, I think I tell like all like my hoes is it's it's nobody it's not your business what other people think about you yeah it's really not your business at all what I think about you like Uh like I can have my own personal opinion about you and you can have my own personal opinion about me and it's not our business Uh what matters is that we're just living in a civilized society and even if you did something that I don't like I don't want to kill it with fire Right, uh-huh. because I feel like that's the thing. Like a lot of people ask themselves, like, would I do that myself? No, I wouldn't do a gangbang. Let's kill her with fire. Uh-huh. Right, like who fucking cares? Yeah. I would never have a gangbang with you. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would just, I would never gangbang you. Like, we would never meet in real life. Uh huh. Um, and another thing is just like, oh, just just have sex with people that respect you. It's not about the quality or the quantity at all. It's about like, do you want to have sex with this person? And they want to have sex with you and they still see you as a human being at the end of the day. If that happens to be 500 dudes at the same time, like power to you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Woo-hoo. All right. Plug yourself. Hi, my name is Kazumi. You can find me on Kazumi's World on, Insta- on OnlyFans and Fansly. And my Instagram is not Kazumi's World. Woo! Woo! She's shadow banned, so you literally have to type you everything have, out. Yeah, I'm very shadow banned. Um, and then my social, well, you can just find everything on itsdeals.com, and then everything will be there, baby. 